0: And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. You can email
1: the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast
0: at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. You all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Happy Monday, happy Patriots Day if you're listening to us on Monday on the Dirt Road FM. If not, happy Tuesday, happy day after Patriots Day for those of you listening then. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's Patriots Day here in New England or Massachusetts, really. New Massachusetts is the only one that still celebrates it. Um, but, you know, it's really a celebration of. The first battle of the American Revolution. It's also Marathon Monday here in the city of Boston. It's just a great time if you are a Bostonian or from Massachusetts to be in the city and check out everything. You know, the Red Sox play at 11 a.m. You know, we're in the midst of NBA and NHL playoffs here with the Bruins and the Celtics. The Bruins play tonight if you're listening on monday uh, and they played last night if you're listening on tuesday or anything after that i don't know what the score is because i can't tell the future but um we have dave wilbert on this evening um or this afternoon or whenever the hell you're listening to this um it's really great to have dave on the show dave came to us from uh, a mutual friend that we've had on this show jeff mcmahon um and you know I've said it a million times about Jeff, right? Where I don't ever really question anything he tells me or sends me or people he refers me to. And um, Dave is no no exception to that because I found out things about Dave that I never thought I would. Um, really about anyone. He really gets into his life and how it is all gone for him and it's an incredible story an incredible journey dave's a hell of a singer songwriter he's got that he's got that 90s country sound he's got that authentic country sound it's a sound that we don't hear a lot of but you know nothing against dave or any you know he's 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 an older soul man he's got that grit he's got that life experience he's a he's a true true dude He's a true, true, genuine person, and we absolutely loved having Dave on, and it was a great conversation. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, So without further ado, I hope you enjoy our conversation with Dave Wilbert. Um, We have two new partners starting this week, one with Distilly. It's a new app where you can find distilleries all over the place, um, all over the U.S. So go check them out, and we also have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint right here um, on the North Shore, right, of, right a little north of Boston, um, in Medford, Massachusetts, they have live music and Southern Fair. It's a great, great place and a really good um, complement to the other places we've partnered with, like Off the Rails and the DCU Center and, you know, Dirt Road FM and Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company and Tipsy, of course, you know, all these guys, like, they're... <sighs> They're really like the essence of what we are here at the Boots & Whiskey Podcast. You know, raw, authentic, badasses that we couldn't and wouldn't want to do business. You know, I say business in air quotes because it's, you know, it's more like a friendship and a partnership and all that than than anything else. So thank you to everybody that has made this show possible um, so far. Dave Wilbert, great dude, and also fits with this, with this show and how we do it. Um, Huge honor to have Dave. God, I could go on, but I want you to hear Dave's story. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy our conversation with Dave Wilbert. Um, And we'll see you on the flip side, guys. Enjoy the show. Cheers. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off The Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off The Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off The Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. Just chilling out.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, got some. Uh, I got three kittens, and I'm just trying to keep them from uh, getting up here on my desk and jumping on my computer and <laughs> nice. uh, causing a general havoc. But beyond that, I'm good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, man. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for being. Thanks for being with us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me in. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. So this show is pretty, pretty simple. You know, you're going to tell yeah. your story. I'm going to interject where things, you know, seem interesting and, you know, we'll sure. push the envelope here a little bit. Um, and then we'll, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll call it a night, but so I'm going to let you tell your story, you let people know who you are and what you're doing and, and we'll just shoot the shit from there. man. Perfect.
1: Yeah. So my name is Dave Wilbert. I am a uh, a country music artist here in Nashville, Tennessee, and um my story is a little unique I, I was brought to town gosh it seems like another life ago now yeah back in the late 90s um mid to late 90s uh, uh hall of fame songwriter uh, nominee kerry kirk phillips uh had seen me playing up in southern indiana and uh basically you know, approached me one day after a show and said you know you need to you need to come down to nashville and it's one of those, you know, you've seen it a million times, right? You've heard that story, but it's true. Uh, I mean, he he literally did approach me and kind of gave me his credentials. If you don't know Kerry Kirk Phillips, if you if you know any of the Joe Diffie stuff from way back in the 90s when, you know, he was hot as a firecracker, you know, pickup man, and is it cold in here, and uh, gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, Honky tonk attitude and just all those songs, hit after hit after hit. Yeah, you know, no, he had right. written, he had written a lot of those, and uh, so he brought me down down here. I started making pilgrimages uh, from southern Indiana to Nashville. I was working for Peterbilt Motors at the time, trucking company, and eventually I was able to. And I was playing all around southern Indiana and Kentucky, you know, with my band back back then. And uh, eventually, I I took a leap of faith, and as fate would have it, I was able to trans uh, transfer uh, inside of Peterbilt Motors, uh, to an, op- to an opportunity in Nashville. So, the uh, the plant for, for Peterbilt was actually just North of Nashville in a little town called Madison. So anyway, long short of it is uh, I moved to Nashville and, um, just jumped into the scene and didn't know what I didn't know. uh, uh but you know, the, 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 the saying is that it's a 10 year town and it's certainly that. And then some, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, most overnights take 10 years at least. <laughs> so <laughs> I moved to town and, and just like the Allen Jackson song, Neon, uh, chasing that neon rainbow, you know, not the wheels turn slow. Uh, in my case, they were going backwards. So, um, anyway, I moved to town and, and, uh, you know, I was fairly successful with my, my day gig with Peterbilt and, uh, eventually, uh, started a family and, uh, bought some land and, uh, built a log cabin out in the woods and was doing that whole thing and still chasing down the music, you know, um, playing where and when I could and, uh, but it did take some time, you know, it took a long time. And eventually my time, my opportunity came my way and, um, went in the studio with Carrie and and made a, a, you know, super proud of it. And, uh, and, uh thought we were off to the races. We, we had shot a video for CMT and we talked to several major labels in town and uh, had a cup of coffee with one of them, thought we were on our way and, with Sony. And, um, and then, uh, kind of the the rug kind of got pulled out from under us. There was a, uh, for everybody in town, there was a, a kind of a reckoning, um, uh, when Sony, uh, I think, I think it was Sony that merged with RCA or something, but there was a lot of heads that rolled when that went down and We weren't even on the chopping block. We were near the chopping block. But anybody and everybody that really uh, was in my camp was let go at that time, you know. So it's like a a new CEO coming into a company or a new coach coming to a a football team, right, or a new GM. They want their own back and they want their own head coach, et cetera. So, you know, by this time, I was at least 10 years in town. um, And I was kind of fried with the whole process with just the, the industry part of it, you know sure um just highs and lows and and uh just just really burned out with with uh really jaded i would say i got to the point where i was not enjoying the music anymore and for all the wrong reasons wanted to pursue it you know it was at that time in my life i can remember looking back and it was more about uh, maybe fame and uh, maybe a little bit of fortune or, or chasing it for that reason, you know, and thankfully it didn't happen uh, for me back then. And uh, as life would have it, kind of took a I took a 180-degree turn, went through a pretty rough divorce and uh, got humbled really quick. Um, um, uh, I uh, ended up being a single father of three little kids, three little kiddos of mine. And uh, I think their ages were like uh, nine seven and five i think um so anyway single dad three little kids uh this all happened this was all going on while the economy was turning down back and you guys remember you know, 2008 2009 2010 yeah, yeah. you know when the when the economy was crashing well the trucking industry was absolutely abysmal at the time i had you know all my customers my my fleet my fleet companies and trucking companies were all going out of business and losing you know just losing you know going bankrupt so uh the trucking industry became volatile. <laughs> and I was a single dad at the same time. So life was tough, man. It was like a blur now that I think back on it. I don't even Damn. know how, I, how no. I survived it except for the grace of God. Right. Uh, Nothing like, you know,
0: kicking you when you're down, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of those stories,
1: you know, you're like, you've heard all these tropes before, but man, it's true. You know, so I was, I was, barely scratching by. Um, eventually, uh, I, I met my wife of now eight years. Uh, I met her probably, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years ago, I guess. But uh, she came in, into the picture out of nowhere and, and literally saved my life. Uh, and just, you know, just, I mean, cause we, were, we were on our way down, you know, I felt like I was anyway. And uh, she, mm-hmm. she, 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 uh, she saved me and and you know, just uh, we we uh, we survived, and we got through it, and you know raised these kids. and And now, you know, my youngest son is off in the army, and I've got one daughter that's in culinary school in switzerland and and my Damn. oldest daughter's actually <clears throat> is actually married. so so it's kind of a story of perseverance. Uh, Dave, can and, I buy the you know, right
0: to your life and make a movie? <laughs> I'll tell you this, sounds like this is a nuts, Hallmark story. This is this is probably one of the most insane stories I've ever heard on this show.
1: I'd like to tell you it's all been butterfly and roses, but I'd be you know I'd be telling you a story. And but, uh, one but, thing you know, I've learned is,
0: <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that's that's what this show is all about is like the real story. No, no, you know, no, it's bullshit. the real stuff, man. There's yeah, no
1: bullshit here. It's just the real story. I'm and I I don't normally swear, but I'm, I'll be a little bit loose, but uh, oh, on this podcast, it's, but...
0: it's totally all right. That's that's just the way it is here. We,
1: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, I do, new...
0: I do, I do. Trust me, I try not to do it on
1: where other people can hear me, but yeah, Dave, uh...
0: I'm, I'm a New Englander. Every every other word is a swear, and yeah, like, you know. they're like commas. It's just it's not intentional. <laughs> it's just how it you know it's I how I talk. Oh, I got a good
1: friend of mine. that lives up in New Hampshire. I know he's. uh He's he can weave them together like a master. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. anyway, so so here we are. You know, my wife and I were uh, raising these kids up and trying to trying to do them right and teach them right and wrong and get them raised up, et cetera. And eventually, what happened was I had a buddy of mine. This is I had a buddy of mine. This is going to sound awful, but I had a, a friend of mine uh, that I worked with at Peterbilt Motors, and he he was in a bad uh, four wheeler wreck, and he was paralyzed. Uh, from the waist down well he liked to play music he's not really a musician uh he'd like to play guitar and uh so as you know he was going through some rough times you know misery loves company i was going through some rough times too and we started going out and playing these little taco joints around south nashville and uh, we called it tunes and tacos and it was really something to do to get him out of the house have something to do and you know, for me, it was kind of keeping my toes. Just you know, it was very loose. It, it certainly wasn't professional by any means. But but we're having fun and kind of doing it here and there. And and then uh, I think when my kids got a little bit older and my wife encouraged me, she's like, you know what? You should do it. Why not? Why not go back after it? And I just kind of just kind of evolved from there. And and uh, one of my songwriting buddies too. Uh, his name is Jason Matthews. He's he's written a just just a ton of big records in Nashville. Uh, I went to see him at a songwriter's night and we were talking afterwards and and it had been a long time. By this time it had been, you know, six, seven years since I'd really, at least since I'd really been pursuing, you know, music as a career. And uh, he started telling me about, you know, all these new ways of doing music and how you don't have to be tied to a record label anymore and you can be an independent artist and there's, you know, this spot, you know, all the stuff with, you know, self-distribution and spotify and you know etc you know all the different streaming formats and i really wasn't dialed into it you know i was kind of so far away from it but after having a, a conversation with him i kind of explored it a little bit a little bit more um and i i just started i started picking up the pieces and pulling pulling my old you know some some great players that i know and pulling them back together and and then uh um you know I pulled uh, my old my old producer Carrie Kurt, the fellow I mentioned earlier he had I had a had a name in my mind from years in the past. I couldn't remember where I knew it from. anyway, a fellow named Eddie Blunt, and uh, was like, well, yeah, he used to manage McGraw and he managed Blake Shelton and so on and so forth. And I'd met him like I said another life ago. so. Carrie's like you should give him a call. He lives out by us. So I called Eddie and we met. And about a year ago, I pulled him out of retirement, and he's jumped in to kind of help steer this mess. <laughs> <laughs> and now we uh, and here we are, man. We uh, we're out. We just cut a whole bunch of new uh, new tunes uh, uh, back last fall. We're super excited about. I mean, I, I'm I'm jack i'm over the moon for him uh, uh you know i think we really have some great material and i was able to co-write uh, a little bit too so some of my own stuff's on here and uh and now we're we're out there chasing it you know we're 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 gigging and uh believe it or not we're talking to even though i'm kind of anti-labels but i do think we need some help if we can find the right independent partner you know yeah. what i mean yeah so we're in that stage of our game right now we're we, the music's done, uh, the band's tight, we're we're playing, and now we're just trying to put together um, that pitch to uh, maybe draw in a, a partner that'll help us kind of get across
0: the goal line. You know, that's where we're at. So was it hard to get... Um, oh, God, my I'm blanking. Um, yeah. Tim and Blake's old manager... Well, he has a very high standard. Yeah, uh, you know he's used to he's used to running
1: around on a limitless budget with uh, <laughs> with these big record labels footing the bill and doing everything. Um, I think he really loves the challenge uh, of what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, there's something about the grind that you got to embrace, and and, and uh, if you don't love, love it, it, you know it, this isn't the this isn't the sport for you. But um, right, right. It, 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 yeah i mean he had to hear my he he knew i was he knew i was just by the fact of association from my old friend carrie and his friend carrie because you know carrie was he was the band leader for a long time for joe diffie and eddie was his road manager so they had a history um going way back you know so the fact that i you know, he knows that Carrie produced this record on me way back when he, he knew I had some sort of talent or else Carrie wouldn't fool with me. You know what I mean? And, um, so that gave me some sort of legitimacy and, uh, we met and talked for a long time and, you know, we've, uh, we, we, it just kind of worked, you know, he, he, he's kind of a no nonsense guy. Um, old school for sure. Um, but he certainly has helped us a lot. He's corrected a lot of the mistakes we were making because we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I mean? Like, right. we didn't really have a clue. I mean, you know, I know how to write and sing <laughs> and play guitar a little bit, but I don't know the business side of this thing. I don't, you know what I mean? Like that was never my, so, and you kind of, you need somebody out there running point for you. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's done, you know, we're I'm very grateful that he's come on board and, and, uh,
0: And it's helping me out for sure. Now, so is that how, is that how you and I get connected? Because so Jeff, so Jeff McMahon sent me Mm -hmm. you and he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to talk to Dave, you know, Dave's a great guy. I think you'll like what he's doing. So is that where that connection comes from? Sort of, you know, back in the
1: day, you know, McMahon, Jeff played, you know, piano keys for McGraw. Yeah. And Dippy was their manager. He was he was a co-manager. Um, I think he did a lot of road managing back in those days. So um, I think I think that could be how we got hooked up. I actually how did I meet Jeff? I met Jeff. No, I met Jeff. I can tell you, I met Jeff. I went to CRX or, or CRS last year in Nashville. Yeah, country radio seminar. He was there and he was doing. He was working with another outfit, a podcast, and, and I had had been interviewed on. And he was doing the filming for him somehow some way but he was doing the filming and but he and eddie obviously they recognized each other and they they caught up and started talking uh and then i got to spend some time with uh jeff because i had written a um, written a thing a piano tune and i wanted him i wanted him to lay down the piano tracks for me so and he just lives you know next town over so he and I hooked up and and chatted, and then uh I scheduled some time with him and we we grabbed grabbed some coffee and breakfast one day and then set up a time mm-hmm. and went and laid this uh real soulful thing down at his place uh and so we just kind of became musical friends, you know what I mean yeah 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 uh and that's that's how that
0: that thing transpired kind of yeah. organically like that that's awesome that's awesome yeah. you know i it's funny over the last year and a half or so. Year year we'll say a year, um. You know, Jeff and I have become you know you know pretty good friends. I would say, oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's been on the show. He's you know he's he's helped this show out a, a ton, like way more than I think he'll ever actually realize. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, he's one of those people, right? You know, he's he's a great friend to have. That's for sure. Well, he is
1: solid. He's he's always been straight by me, he's, right? Uh... I mean, he's always been on the up and up. I know he's gigging some. He's out on the road a little bit, uh, playing with you know various artists. Uh, incredibly talented cat. I mean, the funny thing is, we were we were we were playing this song, and it's a real soulful thing. So he's he's playing piano. Uh, he's trying to you know learn the lines to sing the harmony to, and then he's banging a tambourine with his left hand as well, or with his foot. <laughs> so he was playing a tambourine with his foot. Pretty difficult piano pieces and singing harmony for me. So, uh, you know, yeah. just a testament to the talent here in town. You know, just the, the the talent level is just incredible in Nashville. You know, yeah. So, um, and he's a great dude. So that's how we got hooked up, man. And I'm glad we did. I'm, I'm glad you and I are getting a chance
0: to talk. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, David. Can to ask you at any point in your um, your roller coaster of a time? From, mm-hmm. you know, moving from Indiana to Nashville and everything you've gone mm-hmm. through. Did you ever, did you mm-hmm. ever think to move back to Indiana and say, you know, say, screw it. Um, this, I'm all done with this. You know, I I never thought about going back home.
1: I, I put music once I, I mean, I, once I got into Nashville and I got out of my property and, and all that stuff. I mean, I knew I was never going to go home to live, live. I certainly thought, um. I certainly thought about uh, giving up. You know, I, I didn't give up, but I kind of put music away, if that makes sense. I kind of put it in the closet for a long time. and sure. Just,
0: sure.
1: I needed to get away from it just because I wasn't in a, a good space. Like I said, music was uh, very jaded and very uh, disgruntled, you know. Um, it's funny. If The only reason I would have moved back to Indiana is because the, their alimony laws are a lot less strict than Tennessee's. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty harsh alimony laws in Tennessee, but, uh, um, a friend of mine is a, is an attorney and a prosecutor back home. And he's like, you know, if you would, if you would have moved back and got divorced here, you know, there's a lot of money you would have saved, but yeah, I'm at sure. the end of the day, it worked out as, as it, it worked out as it's
0: supposed to. So no, sir, I'm glad I stayed in Tennessee. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. You know, it sounds like uh, you did, you know, it sounds like you ended up doing everything right too. And that's, you know, that's, uh, well, I certainly haven't done everything right. That's <laughs> I haven't done anything
1: right. I've made my share of mistakes. That's that's, well, secure, yeah, but you know what I mean?
0: Like you, you know, you took the punches, you did the, you know, of course oh, yeah. there's no for the, all that, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as the grind, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I've earned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's n- nothing handed to me. That's for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and uh, I've played a million shows, literally. I don't even know how many shows I've played in my lifetime, but a lot, uh, a lot of shows. And uh, I've learned, I think over the over this duration, I've learned what great songs should sound like. Um, and, you know, I, and what and, and songs that I can deliver. Right. You know, that's the other thing is I've learned who I am and what I want to sing about how I want to go about my craft, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not in the, and there's nothing wrong with it if that's your, if that's your thing, but I, I'm certainly not in the kind of pop bro country stuff. That's not my, that's not my thing at all. No, it's um,
0: not either. So it's fine.
1: But I'm also not in that camp either where I'm, you know, you got these guys that just claim constantly they're country than me or I'm country than you. And it's, it's all their songs are about to me that's tired and lazy at the end of the day man just make great music and let it speak for itself you know what i mean and uh let people let people decide if it's great or not if it's good or not you know and i've just come to that point of my my career my life where i'm going to try to make the very best records i can and and hopefully you know uh what i what i what i think uh...
0: dallas jackson here with tipsy music Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. best part is no app to download so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsy music.com that's t i p s e e music.com at tipsy music on all socials. Long live live music. All right, sorry about that.
1: I don't know if it was you man. I had somebody trying to junk mail me a you know what I mean? One of those uh, spam callers.
0: Oh yeah, that's probably exactly and what I- happened.
1: Yeah, and I try to hit X on my my smartwatch or smart whatever you know to, yeah. to ignore it. And I think
0: I kicked this off. I apologize. No, don't don't at all, don't at all. Yeah. So where are you where are you, you said you're in the Northeast? Where are you so where you live? Where are you, where are you broadcasting from? Um, so we, I live in Massachusetts. Um, I'm right in okay. between. Um, I'm right in between Providence, Rhode Island, and Worcester, Mass. So like central Mass area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're about an hour and ten south of Boston, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that general general area. Yeah, so how's the country music scene out your way? Um, you know, over the last decade or so, it's gotten much more popular. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think that has to do with country music becoming more popular in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've. It's it's strange. It's a strange thing because it's like you don't think of Massachusetts and country music, you know, <laughs> at all. Um, you know, we. Not, not necessarily. We have a pretty good. I think Aerosmith. Right. I think, I think Aerosmith it, and Boston and. Right. Right. Who um, um, Oh, God. New kids on the block. Taylor. What's his face? Uh, um, you yeah, know, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, James Taylor, right? Yep. James Taylor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you but go. we, I mean, we do have Jody Messina, I guess. She goes to my church. No way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. What? Well, actually, yeah. one of the, one of the people we work with closely, one of our partners, um, the two of them are really close. They went to high school together. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I've been trying to get her to come on the show for a while, but. Yeah. She, yeah. There's... She
1: goes to. Well, I don't our church got to the point where it got really big and it split off and it started a satellite church closer to my farm. So I I go to that church, but yeah, for a long time, I used to go to Greg's chapel where she goes. Nice.
0: Uh, Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, this whole, this whole industry is a very, you know, the genre itself is very, you know, small world kind of thing. Oh yeah. I mean
1: the music, You know Nashville itself, the music industry itself, and towns—literally three or four blocks, you know, long and wide. I mean, it's it's, just—it's—it's changed a little bit. It's not like it was in the old days, older days. At least that's what Eddie tells me. Uh, You know, where everybody would all get together. You know, same place for lunch every day, and you know, go down to the watering hole afterwards, et cetera. And a lot of deals were done. You know, uh, in that fashion. You know what I mean? so it's, it's changed somewhat, but yeah, it is. It's a small, it's a small community for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, Yep. You know, that's true, man. I mean, think about it. You know, this is a perfect example. You know how how you and I linked up. You know, I I I don't know if I would have known who you were if if Jeff doesn't say, "Hey, <laughs> check this guy out." You know. Yeah.
1: Well, and I appreciate it, man. I, I mean, we're just trying to, you know, we're there's so much noise right now. That's, you know, there's so much music as far as you know, that's being put out. And I'm glad that there, you know, there is a, a medium for folks to get music out. Uh, in addition to just the, you know, your standard major record labels. Yeah. But there's so much content. It kind of, it's hard to, it's hard to get out above the crowd. You know what I mean? It's hard to stand out. There's so much noise, right. you know? Yeah. Guys, I hear there's, I've heard anywhere from 60 to 100,000 submissions a day on Spotify. So, I mean, how do you stand out? Well, hopefully it's like being on, being on, you know, podcasts like this because, right, the folks at Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, at some point, well, I'm sure they've already figured it out. I know they have. As a matter of fact, I'm like, well, if you want to stand out, pay us X amount of dollars a month and we'll, we'll put you in, you know, in a, our algorithm or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. So, so they figured it out. They figured a way out to monetize it. And, you know, as a songwriter performer, we don't make any money on streams. No. Right. I mean, it's a joke. It is. So not only do you not make any money for your art that you create, that you, you you know, you pour your heart out into, but then you have to pay, pay on top of that to get noticed. <laughs> right.
0: Right. It's insane.
1: It's absolutely insane. No, it's, 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 a, it's actually criminal, you know, yeah. in, in my opinion, but I'm not a fan. I mean, I know I, I'm, I'm just not a fan of it. I just think it's, it's, it's a downright dirty shame. I wish, I'm glad that vinyl records are coming back. So people have something tangible to, to hold on to. Uh, I think it's great for the songwriters too, you know, and the publishers um, because the streaming stuff, man, uh, I mean, it's Napster on crack. You know what I mean? So uh, it's way further down the road than Napster ever thought of going.
0: Hey, everyone. Don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center. DCU Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment. Right here in Central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out; you won't be disappointed.
1: Sorry, that one was my fault. Okay, I thought maybe I was getting a little bit. The
0: the topic was a little bit touchy. And you, <laughs> oh God, no, no, <laughs> and, no, and Spotify I I kicked us sure. out. I don't care what you say. No, we. So we're getting um, we're getting our first like real snowstorm potentially of the of the winter. <laughs> Um, you know, in, March? in the middle, in the middle oh. of March, um, we haven't yeah. had significant snow like all year. Um, and the last couple of weeks we've had like little shitty storms of like, you know, an inch or two, three inches, you know, whatever. Right. And then it's, it's been, you know, 50, 55 for three days in a row and it's gone. Um, so we're, we're supposed to be getting one starting tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, it's, it's starting to get closer. So, you know, the wind right. and stuff is picking up and sure things sure. keep getting knocked out like i can't even connect to like my wi-fi right now because for whatever reason um I got yeah. you. no I mean, yeah. no we
1: we're just talking about streaming and, and yeah. how i wish well I'm, I'm glad like i said vinyl records i saw something the other night on the news that vinyl has outsold cds for the first time since 1987 Wow. Uh, so that's a long time, you know, yeah. um, but I love it because I think it's great for the, I think it's great for the music industry to have tangible products. I think it's great for the publishers and, and the songwriters themselves to have true mechanicals because if it goes the path of streaming, uh, I don't think it's, it's not, uh, it it's not, you, you can't make it pencil. You know right. what I mean? The economics don't, uh, economics don't, don't pencil out. So uh it will for the big majors you know they've got enough catalog uh where they can they can basically put out the entire catalog of 50 100 years whatever long they've been in business out out the streaming and live off those pennies but you know if you have millions of pennies you know they do add up versus yeah. uh, a guy like myself that doesn't have that type of catalog um so it, it makes it tough you know it's a, it's a, you know it's not going you know it's never going to i think streaming is out of the bag Um, but I'm super excited about vinyl and I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, I I want radio. I, you know, I'm a big fan of radio. I still am. I I grew up on it. I mean, you know, I I grew up listening to Eddie rabbit when I was a little kid, I had, I had three brothers every fourth day I had to do the dishes, you know? And uh, (laughs) I remember, I can remember standing on a little chair in my kitchen uh, over the sink with my little, transistor radio back in the day listening to 101.5 wkkg and the all-time greatest song in my mind was uh i love a rainy night uh by uh eddie rabbit you know um just loved it and uh i can just remember those you know radio to me was always magic you know and uh i just hope we don't lose radio you know as a format and as a as a culture and as a country i just think it's it's critical you know
0: yeah no i you know i agree with you you know i I, i've given i'm not gonna lie to you i've i've given a lot of shit to radio since starting this podcast um sure but i've also made a lot of friends (laughs) in radio since starting this podcast so it's kind of you know it's kind of a you know one hand washes the other sometimes sure and um you know, I agree with you. I think radio is great. I The only thing I hate about the radio is that it doesn't, you know, there's still too much money in it. You know, and I know that probably sounds counterintuitive, but, you know, there's so much money. You know, there's so many people still making millions off of radio. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm not I don't want to say backdoor deals, but backdoor deals. <laughs>
1: Um, well, no, for sure, for sure, yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, we we know how it all works, but right. I wish radio would get. I wish you know. I'm not a. I'm I'm not, I'm a less government than more government type of person. Yeah. I wish. Oh, yeah. I wish the radio. I wish the radio conglomerates would be busted up, though. Yeah. I, I really think if if we had more independent <clears throat> radio stations across the country, um, then it would give artists like myself a chance to get. You know, because right. uh, they'd be they'd be able to play what they want to play instead of being played what they're being told to play by right. corporate America, by these consultants, by the way, that are on the pay on the on the payroll for the major labels. I mean, they're not consultants. Right. <laughs> they're, and, you know, they're going out there basically saying, OK, this is what you're going to this is what you're going to play. Right. Um, yep. You know, it's not a truly consultive, you know, not not a true consultive type of uh, proposal. So I, I do wish, I wish independent radio would come back um, somehow, some way, and uh, so that, like I said, selfishly, so that guys uh, like me would have a chance um, oh. because the playlists are so small on these major markets. You know, they may have twenty, twenty-two songs on their on their playlist, and they're all major artists. You know, from RCA or Sony or Warner, or whoever. Yeah. Um, so the, the American public doesn't know that there's anything else out there. If, if they only get to hear
0: 20 songs crammed down their throat all, you know, all day long, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, uh, we broadcast our episodes, you know, on a independent radio station out of Ohio called dirt road FM. And, you, uh, you know, they, they do, a, they do great things with independent artists and getting it out there. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we put some music out
1: last year real quick. I'll just say this. We put some music out last year on independent. You know, we, we put music out via Grassroots, which is an independent, kind of independent distribution company, if you will. So we put a couple records out and we broke top 40 twice. Nice. Um, but here's the thing, man, you know, only about 25% of those independent Label, so-called independent label uh, or uh, independent radio stations—they won't even play independent artists. They—they they still only play major label artists. So, you're never going to break through the uh,
0: top twenty-five. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's never going to happen. Dave, send me all your files. I'll get you on our radio station.
1: Hold on, I'm going to take my earbuds are dying. Can I uh, hold on? So, if I take this earbud out of my ear, am I going to lose you again? Probably not. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Dig it. Let's do it this way because these things are about ready to crash. Um, Yeah, I'll send you some. uh, I'll send you some of the. We said we had a good run. We had we had a whole bunch of stations and we got a lot of plays. We only go so far because these. There, there's too many independent so-called independent radio stations that are your artists you know what i mean so right no matter what if you do the math you're never going to get any higher than 25 on the music row chart which is the indie indie chart
0: you're right. never going
1: to get higher than 25 so i'm like yeah why in the hell am i spending this money to, to distribution to get my stuff out the radio if it's not going to break 25 you know right what I mean? right there's, so no there's no point this, it's just, it's crazy, man. It, to your point, there's too much money in it, like you said. Yeah. That's exactly right. There's way too much money. Way too much. Well, there's a lot of money in streaming, but it's not, unfortunately, it's not going to
0: the artists or the writers. True. True. You know? Yeah. Um, sure. Unfortunately, it's, it's not, you know, and it should be.
1: Yeah it's it, it is it, it it should be I don't know of any other industry in the world that would let their content be hijacked and just given away for fraction literally fractions of pennies right um I, I can't imagine any other in- industry doing it except for it happened and and now it's too late to to stop it you know what I mean right so yeah so it's a it it's a it's a bummer you know, my whole thing is, I, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't record music to my, to me, that's just a calling card to come out and watch us play live. You yeah. Know I mean? Oh, hell yeah. But to me, it's all about the live music, man. It's, that's, that's the way, that's the reason you do it. For, yeah. for me, it's, 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 it's the adrenaline. It's the, it's the rush and it's, you can't get it anywhere else and you can't get it from anything else. You know what I mean? That's, that's all there is to it. You know, it's, to me, it's, uh there's just no other, nothing like it. And, and, and once you've had it, once you've tasted it, you know, it's like, you just can't get off of it, you know? And that's the thing for me when, even though I put the music away from it for shit, a decade, almost, it was always there in the back of my mind. You know what I mean? It was always that addiction, you know, to that, to that high and to that love. So, um, I'm back in a
0: whole, whole hog now. <laughs> Right, right. Now, so, are you doing this music thing full time? Are you still working for Peterbilt?
1: No, I don't work for Peterbilt anymore. Um,
0: I, I do have, you know, i have kind of been very lucky.
1: I, you know, I've, I've been in the trucking industry, uh, currently in the veterinarian industry. Right, um, right. But I'm, I'm, yeah. So i I'm, you know, I, everything kind of goes well with country music, right? So you got, you got uh, the trucking, trucking, and country music. Uh and then you got kind of the ag farm dogs and cats uh lifestyle, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's all very intertwined, you know. Um I'm trying to get it to the point where that's my goal is to to I'm self-funded, so right now um I have to work, you know, I have to have a, a day gig, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um uh, I'm self-funded, you know. There's no there's no outside venture capitalist money. There's no uh anybody, you know. I, unfortunately, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, or, fortunate, or fortunately, you know, uh, I guess in hindsight, but yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't mind the grind though, you know. I actually I actually like it. So the grind is
0: I dig the grind. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's funny that you say that about the <laughs> how like it's all intertwined. Um, and I and I laugh because so growing up, country music was not a thing in this house um, or growing up, you know, for my parents and stuff. Sure. Um, you know, I think the first tango I had with country music was shortly after um, Garth released his first uh, double live album. You know, because uh-huh. it was because it was so popular when I was a you know, a kid. Yeah. And um, you know, my, my dad picked it up and we listened to it, and you know, because at that point, you know, Garth was the closest thing to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, and yeah. that's what we, that's what we that's what I grew up on. You know, Tom Petty, sure. the Heartbreakers, Aerosmith, The Who, sure. you know, the, the list yeah. goes on. And um, my father's side of the family absolutely loves country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but like the old stuff, you know, the really yeah. good stuff, you know, as as oh, yeah. I've come to appreciate it now. Sure. Yeah. And um so my mother, uh, you know, God lover, she used to say, um, you know, whenever country came on or whatever, she she would always say, Oh, it's that shoot excuse excuse my my language here, but it's the uh shoot the fucking dog music. <laughs> um so whenever anybody talks about animals or anything like that in a song or puts a dog in a song like i always cackle to myself because it's like it like it's come full circle oh yeah no it, it has
1: i mean and it's fun. you know i grew up in a home where my parents were both teachers but so we grew up with music from and, and i have two older brothers so you know i'd hear everything from charlie daniels to kiss yeah, you know yeah. um uh, Van Halen. You know, my older brother went to the Van Halen 1984 concert. Can you imagine That's how awesome. cool that would have been? That must have been awesome. <clears throat> the Scorpions opened up. I mean, you're talking about an incredible lineup. Holy crap. Right. So so I grew up with that influence, you know, kind of that, the Van Halens and the Charlie Daniels and then, of course, Hank Williams Jr. and And then I'd hear, you know, Dolly and Porter and the Statler brothers. And then my parents would be playing ABBA and Paul yeah. Simon and just, just very eclectic. You know, we'd hear, you know, Marvin Gaye and Ray Charles and just all kind of music, man, just all kinds of different styles. And so I was influenced by everything, you know, Elvis and the Beatles and the stones and all of, all that music growing up with man. Just to me, that's just, that's, that was the magic of radio you know what i mean it was just it was to me it still is it's like you just turn the dial and you got something else coming at you from totally different totally different perspective or totally different sound or style yeah it wasn't all the same canned crap and there's a lot of that going on now it's, it's kind of that it's become a commodity business here in town they find something that works and then they just cram you know everything like it's going to be like it until it gets stale and then they'll pivot to something else um So right now it's that kind of very monotone with inner city rhythm drum beats mixed in, uh, singing about absolutely nothing. Right. (laughs) No content whatsoever, uh, has no meaning. will never last the, you know, the test of time. Um, but it's not intended to. Right. So that's, that's the other thing. Um, uh, so, I, I don't know where I got off my soapbox on that, but uh, no, not <laughs> anyway, no so that's that's kind of, yeah, that's it, man. I, I'm Like you, I grew up in a household with very eclectic music, and it, it really shaped what I am. You know, my favorite music is country for sure, and my favorite kind of country would be like the Merle Haggard, Dwight Yoakam stuff, um, Buck Owens. Um, heavily influenced, too, by Garth Brooks, I'd say. Yeah. George Drake. Um, Keith Whitley, I love great singers. So Keith Whitley's, Daryl Singletary, Conway Twitty, um, the really great, great, great vocalists. Uh, those guys were huge influences on me. But uh, I tell you right now, man, I think it's I think the ladies out there are, are killing it. Uh, are. I, will say, I think the the I think there's more talent now in for in country music for women than I can ever remember. Yeah. Uh, it always hasn't it hadn't always been that way um
0: no because it started, seems like every generation had their you know you know really from the last 50 60 years each generation and i and i say it in like a 10 years 10 year span yeah um you know each of those decades had their female singer mm-hmm. you yeah. know like you know dolly had her mom you know dolly's always had a yeah. moment right but like she was huge in one decade, and then Reba was huge in another decade, and then Shania, and then you know, Loretta. And, you know, yeah. now in the last 20 years, it's you know, I don't think the I don't think the women have gotten the credit they deserve by any stretch. But, you know, those female names are a little more mainstream, you know, the Carrie Underwoods and the um Oh, god, I just blanked feet. We're talking. About, oh, look at all these great women, Carrie Underwood, and that's the only one that's covered to mind. Well, no, I
1: mean, Laney <laughs> Wilson, and she's Lainey. a lot of Laney Wilson and Ashley uh, McBride. I assume, yeah, I mean, it's just some, and here, there's another one too. Ashley McBride did that one with the other. There's a gal, Carly, or uh, what's her name? Uh, she's from Kentucky.
0: uh There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But... Right now, fear not. We have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, If you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 River's Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern Fair. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again, theporchsouthern.com. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures and whatnot all come from the dirt road scholar supply company a big thank you to those guys out there drsupplycode.com check them out canadian company great stuff check them out
1: anyway there's just a whole gluttony of really good and i don't think they all sound the same no they don't sound exactly like brandon lambert's different from carrie underwood who's different from laney wilson who's different from there's there's there is there is some uniqueness about them yeah and I don't think there's uniqueness at all, at all, with these dudes, man. They no. just all are yeah, very commoditized, drivel. And I tell it to the, I mean, I, I hope they make a gazillion dollars because I know how hard it is to make any any money in the music business. So I hope they all make a gazillion dollars I really do but yeah. the music sucks and I tell it to the face
0: <laughs> no so let me ask
1: you a question then um the music sucks to pretend that you you know that is it, to pretend otherwise is is, is 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 lying to
0: to everyone right <laughs> so what do you what do you think about the Morgan Walling craze then because I mean that's I think he's in a, I think he's
1: uh I don't know i, I I can't i don't know or i don't know i can't say he did or didn't I, I think he's a talented writer yeah i don't i mean i don't know i think he's got good ears too i think he knows how to pick songs if he didn't write them he sure knows how to pick songs that fit him really well yeah yeah um i'm not yeah i mean to me his stuff is very melodically there's very little melody yeah and it it sounds like he's always singing like he's got a some water or something in his mouth. Like he's got some sort of gravel or water. Or, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not my cup of tea, but good on him, man. I hope he sell I mean, he's already sold a gazillion albums. So right. I hope he sells a gazillion more. Right. right now. It just It just, I don't know. It's yeah. Not, there's, it's
0: not... there's just such a weird, you know, I'm not saying it's bad or good. Right. But there's such a weird thing going on in Nashville right now of what's, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of country music is popular you know because you have the hardy as you have the jelly roll you know all these yeah, the people, and it's just
1: i mean that's just it that's i can't even talk about that
0: <laughs> right no right it, it's just so bizarre because it's like they're they're on top of the genre and it's like how can
1: that be i mean how, how, it's, it's, exactly. it's really it's really how could that be i mean you got guys you know like well there's just there's i just be i just be honest there's not a whole lot of great There's not a whole lot of great male singers right now. At least I don't know them. Uh, Craig Campbell. Craig Campbell's a
0: phenomenal singer.
1: Phenomenal singer.
0: I got to see Craig Campbell last April do an acoustic setup here in Boston. And I literally, like, he could sing the phone book. That's how good he is.
1: So, I mean, I know great singers when I hear them, right? Like, he's a great singer. Um. As far as who else is a great singer that I know of, um, that's kind of out there doing it. I don't. I think Eric Church is unique. I think he's got a unique voice. I think Chesney's got a you know a good. Uh, I think those guys are really good. They're more. Yeah. I, I know they're really good at the craft. I I have a high level of respect for what they do. And it's not that I don't have. A, I know how hard it is to do this business. So for Hardy and Jelly Roll and. Morgan and Wallen and all those guys, whatever, man, I, I get it while you can. Cause you don't know long, you don't, you know how long it's going to last. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that opportunity. I, I've never been to where they are and doing what they're doing. So I, you know, get on them, you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, but I know what, I know what great vocals sound like. And, um, I I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't, I don't know of any uh, guys besides, like I said, uh, Craig Campbell's of the world that can really, really sing and uh, they just knock you out, you know? Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. there's uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I actually haven't really (laughs) thought about that. You know, the, the days of, like, the McGraws and, you know, the Alan Jacksons of the world, like, there really are no male singers that I can say in 20, 30 years that You know, we're going to look back at and be like, wow, this, listen to this great, you know, country male artist from 30 years ago that we're still listening to and still want to hear from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about Alan Jackson and McGraw and Straight and all those guys. And, you know, they had, they've had 30, 40 year long careers. Even, you know, Chesney's coming up on, you know, 30 plus years. Right um and that that's unheard of i mean you, you, I, I just have a hard time believing some of these folks that are out today are going to be out like to your point 20 years from now 25 years from now i don't i don't i don't know maybe they will yeah it may not you know i don't know yeah yeah but who, who knows who knows man i'm just trying to i'm just trying to find a little spot to carve out <laughs> for me uh i'm just you know I'm just trying to find where I, where do I fit in? You know, just a little carve out of thing. You know, the cool thing about, I will say, you know, there's enough room for all different styles of country music. You know, I mean, it can be the kind of stuff that's out today. That's kind of just radio bubblegum to the really, you know, the Cody jinxes of the world that are, you know, kind of the outlaw underground sound. Um, and there's, it's a, it's a big tent, you know, and, uh, I'm just trying to get inside it somewhere, you know. Um, I think my style is kind of more of that neo traditional sound, I think, with a little taste, a little touch of soul on it. Um, yeah. That's probably what it would be. If I, I'd like it to be that. I don't know if it would be, you know, but that's not, that's not for me to decide, you know. I just, we, we try to produce and write and record the best songs we can and, and uh, let, 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 let it, let it, let the, uh, let the, Let the people decide, you know, that's my biggest problem right now. My biggest frustration with, with, with the whole thing, Jim is, is getting a fighting chance. Yeah. I, I, I just, I keep thinking if people could hear it, people would like it, but I can't get, I can't get it out there. You know what I mean? I can, but it's very small little doses. It's, it's hard, you know, when you're competing against what we're competing against, you know, the hundreds of thousands of submissions to Spotify a day and, and, uh, you know, we're not getting out there on major radio because they're, to your point, bought and paid for. And, and then the independents that we're out out are out on, we do great. But they just they don't they're in little small towns. that just don't have a whole lot of populace. You know, what I mean? right, so, right. That's my now, biggest frustration is just getting getting it heard because when people hear it, they seem to like it. You know, yeah. Now, how often are you getting out to play? Well, we've been rehearsing in my barn. I've got a rehearsal hall in my barn so we've we've been rehearsing for we've been we've putting together a show all, this whole year uh we've been but i'm getting ready to play my my first live gig out in a while uh we're gonna play this saturday playing at a nice. joint called the whiskey room in uh franklin tennessee a little south of town but what we're doing is we're, we're really building out a um, it's kind of a showcase but we're building out a 45 minute set it's, it's an opening up gig, right? It's an opening up set. So if I was on the road with whoever, you know, and I'm in the opening act, you know, you typically get somewhere between 35 and 45 minutes to play. Yeah. So we've built that set out to have it really tight. Um, and with Eddie's connections, my, you know, Eddie, we talked about earlier, you know, our, our goal is to be out on the road with folks this summer uh, and be in that um, supporting role, opening up uh, act. Um, so hopefully we'll be all over i mean hopefully we'll be playing anywhere and everywhere and in that capacity i mean we certainly can play longer than that you know what i mean Uh, we have material to play you know guys a lot longer than that but uh we don't have enough name recognition or song recognition to do a two-hour show you know what i mean we just don't we don't have it you know what i mean i have the material but i just don't have the the name name power you know what i mean right So we kind of, you got to know where we are and that's where we are. We need to be out there, you know, hopefully in front of larger audiences that uh, we get to capitalize on and and converting the fans, you know, um, I've played with a lot of acts back in the day. I played with Chesney. I played with the Dixie chicks and I played with, uh, um, gosh, Aaron Tippin and Joe Diffie and, you know, a lot, a lot of cool acts back in my, my past when I was, you know, chasing it hard. Um, the second time around, though, we're doing it with more clarity, um, more gratefulness, and um, more appreciation. You know what I mean? And um, and uh, we're excited, man. I mean, we're chomping at the bit. <laughs> I can tell you that. I I have a rehearsal hall. I built. I have a barn on my property, and I, I modified part of it into a uh, a really great rehearsal space. And uh, we've been. We've been in that thing uh, on Saturdays, you know, multiple Saturdays, multiple hours at a time, crafting this show. So we're excited to to unleash it Saturday night. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's the grind, man. It's the stuff you don't see. You know what I mean? It's like behind the scenes that uh, all the work and, but that's what makes it fun. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you know, what I mean, that's why you put in. Like you look at these great. Basketball teams, football teams, whatever you know, they don't they don't get there without practicing.
0: They don't get there without you know,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, like grinding. There's no there's no
0: substitute for it. So no, there really isn't. There really isn't. <laughs> and you know, the, the ones that grind the hardest are always the ones that you know come out on top, however that may look. Yeah, I you know the funny thing is, I,
1: I there's my wife and I we went to uh, we saw Bob Seger. Here in town, gosh, it's been, you know, a while ago, pre-COVID. Yeah. 18, 17, 2000, anyway, around 17, 18. The dude was 74, 72, 73 years old and just killed it. To this day, the best live show I've ever seen. And it's because those cats were the real thing, man. They're the real musicians. They spent hours and hours and hours perfecting their craft. You know, it's not, it's not smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yep. such a huge difference between something like that and then something that's a TikTok star, you know? <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a world difference. So um
0: but yeah, you, you know it's it's one of those things. You're absolutely right, you know, the social media is, you know, where it's at cuz even if you know, especially with TikTok, you know, you throw a, a minute or a thirty second segment of your song out there and just keep putting it out and putting it out and putting it out, you know, it's it's bound to catch fire. You know, and it's you know, possibly. Um and just it it's crazy how you go from a nobody to a somebody overnight just just by the luck of the algorithm.
1: Yeah. 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 It- and there's a whole lot of that, too, that's not real, right? You know, you got oh, bots yeah. out there. Oh yeah. and, you know, so we're trying to do everything real. Like, we may only have X amount of followers and X amount of streams or whatever, but at least they're real. Right. They're not phony, you know. And you go tell a club owner, you know, oh, I've got a huge fan base and, or a venue, and, and then no one shows up, you know, then what? Yeah. So you played there once, but you'll never play there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're just trying. We're, we're trying to go about it the right way. It's been. It is frustrating. I want to go, 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 and get out and play, and go, go, go. But it's just, you know, um, uh, the grind is, is is part of it. You know, we gotta we gotta put it in the time so that when we can't, when we do get a chance to go out and play, we we really look uh, sharp. You
0: know, sound good. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it, man. Well, Dave, I love what you're doing, man. I I love I love the grind. I love the story. I love that you're you know I I do. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you've overcome so much and you know still you know came back to the music and love it.
1: Well, I'm going to send you some stuff. Um, I will say this: uh, you can, all the music can be found. Uh, you know, we haven't put the new stuff out. I've got I've got five things that you know we're holding close to vest right now. Sure. Um, but, you know, inevitably, they will be coming out. But I do have a lot of material. Um, uh, you can find it on Spotify. It's Dave Wilbert Music. And it's on Spotify. It's on all the, you know, all the streaming services out there. My website is Dave Wilbert. And, uh, of course, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. all All those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, that we have to do. So I'm I'm on all those things, man. But I, I can send you some music directly to you.
0: Yeah, and, please do. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to get your feedback on it. Right yeah, man? hell yeah, yeah. anytime. I would I would love to uh to check it out and you know well you know whatever you've released that you want to send over the radio station, I'll uh I'll send it on over. Have them have them throw it in the rotation.
1: That's great, man. Well, now,
0: I appreciate. Dave, I, got, I got a few questions. I got two yeah. questions for you before I let you go. Yeah, man. Um, whiskey of choice, if you if you like whiskey, and oh, what are yeah. your boots of choice? Whiskey of choice, uh, I liked it a little
1: too much uh, a couple weekends ago or weekend ago. Um, I am I love bourbon, so my favorite bourbon. I'm a Weller. I like Weller a lot, uh, but also I'm a fan. I don't know if you've had it out your way, Chicken Cock. Yeah, we have it. I haven't had it yet though. Uh huh. Both of those. I mean, I, I um, Weller Full Proof, Weller One Twelve. I mean, a twelve year old. I've got some Weller Antique One O Seven in my in my liquor cabinet right now. Um, I I probably guess I'd give the edge it out to Weller. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you said, what was the second question? Uh, boots. Ooh, as far as which kind, which brand? Yeah, whatever you wear. I wear... Um, gosh, I should know that. I've got several pairs. So hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, got, I, right. I, I, I wear Ariats. Uh, yeah, I do I too. Just, I don't know if my... Those are the square toes I wear all the time. But I think my... I like even my black boots, um, area too. Um, I I always want. I want to get some. They don't make them. I wish they would make some squared off, uh, snub nose black area. They do the brown ones. You can get the brown yeah. ones, kind of stub nose. Um, but it's the it's the black one. Sorry. You got me up here asking myself a question, so I'm up here in my closet. (laughs) I walked up to my closet. Yeah, they're, uh, they're Ariats. Yep. That's my brand. That's what I wear. I I didn't know if they might be Dan Post. I had some old Dan Post, too. You there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, man. But that's, uh,
1: that's it, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show, and um,
0: I hope it was. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I had a great time,
1: and uh, I look forward to. Uh, I look forward to coming up, giving you some VIP, some stage time there in in uh, Greater Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, man, would love to. Would love to be a part of it. And we uh,
1: we're coming. We're coming. It's just gonna take us a little. Longer. We're gonna get there, you know. We'll make it. It's just, it's just taking us a little longer, you know. Taking
0: us a little longer than I than I'd hoped, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll be, you know what? You'll get, you'll get it, man. You know, you're grinding. You're doing the right things. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Right, you know, right now we're
1: trying to stay within about eight hours circumference of Nashville just for you know cost. Um, but. You know, once we can build the demand and 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 uh, the money gets right, we'll uh, we'll, we'll make it out there. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um. Thanks again,
0: man. Yeah, man. Anytime, Dave. Anytime. Jim, I didn't get your last name. uh it's Belisle. Okay, spell it for me. Uh B E L I S L E for everybody. That's B E L I B E L. I-S-L-E. Yeah, I would have never got that. Yeah, no. The Lyle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, i just go
1: JB. How about that?
0: Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I think you could do that as long as my mother's not listening. <laughs> uh, 10-4, man. Too funny. Man, I appreciate it. All right. Of course, buddy. No problem. All right, man. This is, I guess we'll say our goodbyes. Yeah, man. Any yeah, right, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. All right.
1: Thanks so much, man. Let me know when. Uh, I guess you'll let me know when you're gonna put this out so I can advertise on my side.
0: Hell yeah. Yep. You will know. You will know. Well, I'll do.
1: Yeah, if I if I sound like a goofball on some of it, cut it out.
0: No, I don't. No, 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 no. You sound great. It's all fine. Uh,
1: but when? When? How long does it normally to take these and edit them down and put them out?
0: Um, you know, we got a couple of week backlog. Um okay. so my guess is this will be going out in April. Um right. so yeah. All right, man. Yeah, man. Cool. All well right, thanks, thanks Dave. To I to appreciate your time. Up there. Yeah, thanks. We'll uh we'll see how it goes. All
1: right, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: See ya. Hey guys, I just want to tell you about this new app that we have partnered with with Distilly lets you find local distilleries wherever you are you can download the app on apple and android follow them on instagram at the distilly t-h-e-d-i-s-t-i-l-y you won't want to miss this this is a great app especially if you like the distillery thing check it out it definitely beats craft beer by a million check it out guys cheers well, there you have it, everyone, our conversation with Dave. Dave, what a great, great time that was, man. I really, really appreciate your you want to be here. You know, a big thank you to you again for taking the time to your story. It's, it's a story really... Hers and our friends uh, off the rails. The D.C.U. Kurt Stay Joint in Southern Fair. I let. Sorry, I just such a great, great. Can't even talk here in the end. Jonathan. So, yeah, really, that's it. Um, Right now, as it's... um, We have Parker Howard on the show next week, and I think that closes us off for April. Holy shit, is that true? Yeah. We close off April. Damn, next Monday. Wow. Um, But one thing I wanted to mention, um, if you're in this area, starting Thursday... um, Two former guests of this show, Annie Brobst and Raylan Nelson, are going to be in Massachusetts playing some shows. They're going to be playing at The Porch. They're going to be playing at Stanzies. Um, They're going to be playing at City Winery. And they're going to be playing at our friends over at Off the Rails. So Off the Rails and The Porch, two out of the four places they're going are also friends right here at the Boots & Whiskey Podcast. So if you're in the area, go see them. I cannot... I'm not going to lie. I'm going to swear on this. I cannot fucking wait to meet Ray Lynn Nelson on Saturday and give her the biggest hug in the world. Because if you remember back to our episode we had with her um, a couple months ago, we had a fucking blast together. Um, I cannot wait to get my I Smoked Weed with Willie Nelson's granddaughter sticker. Um, obviously, I can't wait to see Annie. I love her. She's the sweetest. She's been a super... Super fan of this show, and you know, just just huge for us. Um, so thank you, Annie. Thank you, Raylin. Um, so we'll be at the Off the Rail show. I'm not gonna lie to you. We're we're not gonna do the other three shows because they're far away. Stanzies is way up there, up in like Peabody or Salem or something like that. And the porch, it's in Medford North Shore. I I want to go so bad, but. Just timing isn't right for us this this week. Um, work, is, work, work is super busy. And then, you know, um, City Winery. Love going there. But again, uh, it's hard to get into the city sometimes. And maybe I'm just being a big bitch. But cannot wait for those shows. Looking forward to it. Um, so like I said, Parker Howard, as of right now, is supposed to be on the show. Um, a little um, behind the scenes here. We started... We did Parker's, um, whole show. Well, not the whole show. We started talking to her and then she had to go like real fast. And, um, I'm going to talk about it more next week, but, um, it's actually quite funny. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, so we have to actually finish her and I talking. Um, we got some more things I want to go over and, um, you know, we recorded, we started recording that episode like a month ago and, um. She's busy. I'm busy. You know, shit happens, but we're going to get it done. Parker Howard will be next week by or by Kirk. I don't give a fuck. I will. I will just talk to myself if I have to and finish it off that way. But, um, so until next week, guys, thank you so much for being here at the boots and whiskey podcast. Remember it's real people, real conversations. It's real country right here at the boots and whiskey podcast. And until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. Y'all have a great week. Um, you know, be good to each other. See you next week.